Peckham World Weekly is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. Be sure to click on their banner on this page or visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. The true cost of aging index shows that many seniors cannot afford the basic necessities. This month's installment of the Reverse Market Insight Market Minute with the latest stats that matter to you and reducing retirement risk using home equity. You are listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Fran Seeley, age 81, does not see herself as living on the edge of a financial crisis, but she's uncomfortably close, writes Route50.com columnist Judith Graham. Each month, Seeley, a retired teacher, gets $925 from Social Security and a $287 disbursement from an individual retirement account, or IRA. To help make ends meet, she's taken out a reverse mortgage on her Portland, Maine home that yields $400 a month. Now, more than half of older women, similar to Celia, the 54% are in a similar and precarious financial situation, either poor according to the federal poverty standards or with incomes that are too low to pay for their essential expenses. And for single men, the share is lower, but still 45%. Now, this is according to a very valuable but little known index or measure of the cost of living for older adults. It's called the Elder Index, and it was developed by researchers at the Gerontology Institute at the University of Massachusetts, Boston. And a new coalition, Equity and Aging Collaborative, is now planning to use that index to influence policymaking that affects older Americans, such as property tax relief and also expanded eligibility for programs, which assist with medical expenses. Now, the goal is to engage in a more robust dialogue about the true cost of aging in America, and I think that's an excellent idea. Nationally, and for every state in the U.S., the Elder Index uses various databases to help calculate the cost of health care, housing, food, transportation, and also miscellaneous expenses, and it represents a bare-bones budget, which is adjusted for whether the older adult lives alone or is part of a couple or a partnership, whether they're in poor or good or excellent health, and whether they rent or own their home. And the result from the analysis is quite eye-opening, writes Graham. In 2020, according to data supplied by Jan Mulchler and the director of the Gerontology Institute, the index shows that nearly 5 million older women living alone and 2 million older men living alone and more than 2 million older couples have had incomes that make them economically insecure. Research also revealed that eligibility for Medicaid, food stamps, housing assistance, and other social safety net programs that help older adults don't really account for geographic variations in the cost of living or medical expenses. And this April, the University of Massachusetts researchers also revealed that Social Security benefits only cover a fraction of what older adults need for their basic living expenses, 68% for seniors in good health who lives alone and pays rent, and 81% for an older couple in the same situation. And this week, we bring you our monthly installment of Reverse Market Insights Market Minute with John McHugh, the Director of Client Relations, to tell us more about what's happening in the reverse mortgage space. John, take it away. Thanks, Shannon. Just a quick reminder to all the listeners, the data we'll be referencing today comes from the most recent detailed HUD endorsement data, which is from May of 2022. 
This data incorporates all companies, whether they are approved with FHA for reverse mortgages or not. Well, ever since our record high endorsement volume in March, our volume number continues to slowly decline month over month. In May, the endorsements were down at 7.6% from April, but we still had 5,776 loans for the month. This is not the 6,000 plus uh, we have become accustomed to over the past few months, but it's still a pretty hefty number all on its own. The retail broker channel was down 8.2% from April, and wholesale was down 6.9%. Also, for the first time in a long time, Heckam to Heckam made up only around 45% of the volume, and we expect that number to continue to decline in the coming months. As for the top 10 lenders, only two of them gained volume on the month. RMF rose 16.7% to 614 loans, which puts them back in third place for the month. And Mutual Omaha increased 9.1% to 515 loans, which puts them in fifth place for, them for May. In addition, just like last month, nine of the 10 regions were down in May, with New England being the exception with a modest increase from the prior month. One final piece of information is that we saw the May edition of FHA's production report, which showed a drop in Heckam to Heckam refinance case numbers issued, and that drop was 56.3% from March to May. In the same report, there was a reported decrease in equity takeout of 21.8%, for those of you who don't know, equity takeout consists of any reverse mortgage that is not either a Heckam to Heckam refinance or H4P, so essentially new reverse mortgages. Given this FHA report, we expect to see endorsements decline substantially by the end of the third quarter or by the start of the fourth quarter at the latest. Tune in next month to see if June will be the start of this forecasted decline or not. Thank you, John. Reducing retirement risk with home equity. That is the title of a column in Advisors Perspectives by Stephen Resch, perhaps a name you're familiar with. It says home equity is a powerful risk management tool that many higher net worth individuals and their advisors are beginning to explore. He says historically financial professionals have ignored home equity and retirement planning for a simple reason. There was no effective way to access it. Not long ago, the only way to exploit home equity was to sell the home or refinance it and take on a monthly payment obligation. And with reverse mortgages, a homeowner says Resch can tap into the equity they've accrued up to $4 million, he says, in income tax-free proceeds. And then that gives them unprecedented access, according to Resh, to access funds that would otherwise be dormant. Now, there's a number of goals that can be met, and two of them that he outlines is safeguarding cash flow and managing long-term care risk. Resh says for those that are going into their later years with an existing mortgage, refinancing into a reverse can boost their household cash flow by eliminating the monthly mortgage payment. And as we know, that's typically one of the largest benefits for the homeowner. And that cash can also be used to help balance a budget or as an opportunity to delay Social Security, a strategy that has received both acclaim and criticism in our industry. And he gives one example, a 66-year-old retired couple with a $2.4 million home and an existing lien or mortgage of $600,000 with a monthly payment of $2,500. If they have an investment portfolio of $1.5 million, from which they're going to need to pull out 6% a year in annual distributions to pay for their expenses, that's not an ideal withdrawal amount in most financial advisors would say it's too high, but 
that rate can actually be reduced. With a proprietary or jumbo reverse mortgages, the couple could pay off the lien, eliminating their monthly payment of $2,500, and that would allow them to reduce their distribution rate from their portfolio from 6% annually to 3.5%. Of course, that would help them have the withdrawals be sustainable over a period of time and help build their asset portfolio as the market fluctuates in dollar cost averaging. Then he looks at managing long-term care risk. The cost associated with long-term care, says Resch, can be massive, frightening, and unavoidable. I couldn't agree more. A U.S. Department of Health and Human Services study predicts that 70% of Americans will require long-term care. And the proceeds from a reverse mortgage can be used to fund an existing insurance or long-term care policy, or they can supplement the benefit payout from a hybrid life policy or even be used for one to help self-insure or self-fund the risk exposure to long-term care costs. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Heckam World Weekly. Apple users can subscribe and listen on iTunes. If you've not gone there already, be sure to go to HeckamWorld, H-E-C-M, world.com. There you can find our weekly video commentary and analysis. And of course, this podcast and our monthly Top 100 Heckam Lenders Report, which, by the way, comes out today. Thanks again for joining us. Until we meet again, happy originating.